How Biblical Counseling Transformed My Marriage on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, we have a wonderful opportunity to listen in on a conversation by our Director of Training Center Certification, Dr. Sam Stevens, and our wonderful brother, faithful servant of the Lord, Tim Keeter. Many of you know Tim as one of our teachers through our CDTs, our Counseling and Discipleship Trainings, our regional trainings that happen throughout the U.S. Tim is also an elder at Grace Community Church in Huntsville, Alabama. He works as an aerospace engineer. I mean, this guy is wicked smart. I love talking to Tim uh, about all those really fun and fascinating things. He's also married to Carmen, has three children, and he and Carmen are empty nesters, getting accustomed to having three children who are now out of the home. And I'm, I'm always so blessed when I get to spend some time with Tim. And I'm, I'm very excited that you're going to get to hear a little bit of his story and how the Lord used a significant church to minister to he and his wife. Uh, and so I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So I uh, look forward to you hearing uh, Sam and Tim as they talk about the importance of biblical counseling as it relates to redeeming marriage. Well, Tim, it's so great to have you in the studio for the first time here in Kansas City. We're glad that you're here. I want to talk to you about your, a little bit about your testimony. This is kind of a unique podcast for us. Uh, Lately, our listeners have had a little bit of philosophy. We've been talking about methodology and counseling, but this is more of a testimonial about uh, how you and actually your wife as well were both introduced to biblical counseling. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. Thanks, Sam. It's always a pleasure to spend some time with you here. So uh, our testimony is, is really nothing spectacular compared to many. It's not, not, not full of a, a lot of extreme drama, but it ultimately is, as we all know, it's not our story. It's a story of how the Lord works through the faithful ministry of His Word by other believers practicing the one another's. So in a sense, all the things you have been talking about come together in, in our personal narratives. And, and the point here is there's probably many couples just like we were in our early years in your churches now. Uh, so, you know, just to kind of dive in a little bit of background, both, both of us grew up in the 80s. So we were teenagers back in the 80s. We attended churches where we heard the gospel preached faithfully. And I even, you know, I'm very particularly um, thankful that the influence of my parents and my pastor uh, sort of encouraged me to have a very high view of, a view of Scripture's authority and infallibility. And that, that went with me on this uh, journey. But clarity on biblical counseling, at least at that time, uh, was, was widely unknown. The need for it, the training of it, the, you know, and that type of thing. It was, it was in pockets still in its infancy in a lot of ways. So we met in college. You know, we met at an Auburn University. We were married in 1992. I was 22, and she was 20, which is a little frightening now because that's the ages of my two youngest <laughs> children, pretty much. Um, but, I, but I'll say, too, that premarital counseling and, and our backgrounds lack the kind of training and teaching and intentional discipleship that thankfully is a lot more common now, at least by my observation. Uh, but I knew the Bible had things to say about roles, and we had observed those things in our homes growing up, but we had never really been, for example, specifically taken to Genesis 2, and verses 18 and 24, for example, and how it informs Ephesians 5 and how that is contextually informed by Ephesians 1 through 4 and what that really means in terms of our, our relationship reflecting the relationship between Christ and his bride, the church. So we graduated there, or I did, 
and moved uh, from the deep south to Lafayette, Indiana. I was in graduate school where my time was dominated by teaching assistantships and coursework and graduate research, and Carmen transferred up and finished her undergraduate degree up there while working a lot. So we were far away from everything we had known, and we, and, uh, but again, we were minimally prepared to establish a godly home. So we were kind of improvising based on what we think we saw, and guess what? <laughs> we were not on the same page. A uh, couple examples real quick. Um, you know, I was clear on that I was the head of the home, so to speak, but my understanding of that only went so far as I have responsibilities, I have to make decisions, I have to be responsible for the finances. I had really very little clue on how that role reflected the love of Christ for his church. Not that it hadn't been taught. I was, I'm an engineer. I'm clueless on a lot of things socially and, and other th- other, otherwise relationally. Uh, and Carmen kind of came in the marriage as well with little to no understanding of that. She was focused on fierce independence in all things, and that ranged from physical protection to finances, the child rearing, and she would say things like, my mom's my best friend, not you. you know. Uh, here, here's a good example. We had the biggest fight of our entire relationship not three days into our marriage. We were on our honeymoon. We were in Disney World, and we're in line. There's lots of lines in Disney World uh, for something, and uh, a, a group of men, young men uh, from another country were right behind us, and I think they were irritated that we weren't advancing in the line as soon as a, a hole opened up or something. And my wife turned around to kind of try to calm them down, and they they got pretty ugly with her. So I stepped in front of her, and then for much to my shock and surprise, she turned. And, and by the way, I have full permission from my wife to share these things. So <laughs> I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I sat down with her before I came up here, and she goes, "Well, this is what we want to share." So. But the whole the whole focus for me was protecting her from those guys that were getting a little bit hot under the collar. And she turned from her attention from them to me. And right there in front of everybody, I don't need you to protect me. What are you doing? I got this. <laughs> and and uh, that kind of went downhill from there. So um, it's a very short uh, honeymoon period then. <laughs> <laughs> Interrupted pretty early. So to speak, right? Yeah. We spent the rest of our seven days together, but uh, that, was, that was definitely a, a kink. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we loved each other. But we didn't resolve conflict well. We didn't have the same goals for finances. I was very extreme on the frugal side. Uh, Carmen would get knots in her stomach every time I pulled out budget paperwork. And, you know, um, we would fight in the grocery store over Prego versus Ragu. You know, we didn't even have unity over finances or spaghetti sauce. Um, Child-rearing philosophy, she majored in early childhood education. And so um, she was very all in on what she was being taught. And basically, I remember one time said, uh, I need to be the one to make most of the decisions about child-rearing because this is my expertise. So anyway, and we had different attitudes about churches. So, uh, you know, we're shivering in Indiana. We're in a rundown marriage student housing cinder block building with a car that was rust-colored with hints of light blue. Our relationship was a lot, like, like, again, a lot that you probably have in your churches. We were headed down some good paths, but also some potentially destructive, graceless paths. And so what, what led you all to seek out counseling? How did that come about? So we didn't seek it, that's for sure. It happened. So this, that's, this is the wonderful part of the story. I actually went up there a semester right before we got, uh, before we grad, got married, I should say. And by God's grace, to the invitation of a classmate who became a close friend, uh, Brent Oakwin, who's now on staff at Faith Church in Lafayette, Indiana, he he had been up there a semester before me and had been attending this church and invited me there. Uh, and pastor at the time was Bill Good, assistant pastor Steve Byers, who some of you have heard of. He's he's come along nicely. He's pretty decent at, at speaking and on these topics. But um, it was also the headquarters for NANC, which is the uh, the what we called ACBC before ACBC. And so when I brought Carmen up to Lafayette. 
you know, we were married. I told her where we were going to church, and she kind of wanted to start visiting all over again. Like, no, this is where we're going to go. I kind of like it. Um, so we put our happy church, Southern church faces on. We got involved in music. We and children's Sunday school and things. But here's the cool thing is, is the impact of, of counseling was such a part of the church culture up there. It was just the way people thought about ministering. It wasn't some separate little thing off in the corner. It didn't take long before they figured out, even before we did, that a lot of what we came to church with was a little bit of facade in terms of our relationship. Uh, and we were actually being in, informally counseled months before we knew we were being counseled. So, you know, the foundationally, Pastor Good was expositing the word week after week. That's so important. The truth is what the Spirit uses to sanctify us. Uh, but some of the older married ladies, for example, would pull Carmen aside, and she would come home mad. Uh, I'm never going back there again. But they gradually and patiently chipped away at, at areas of her heart that were kind of hard and needed instruction. And the married men would have us in their homes. Um, that allowed us to observe the husband-wife relationships the loving uh, character of a godly man and with his children. And that sort of provided this home setting where when he finally, or these guys would finally speak to me, I, I knew I wanted to hear what they had to say. And so they, and some of them would pull me aside and challenge me directly on how to love and lead my wife. And so they got me involved in these Saturday morning things called men of faith, where basically if I go back and look at all my notes, they're the same notes they were teaching in the counseling workshops, they were just focused on the guy. In the whole culture, the guys there, were they wanted to love their wives more, and we talked about it. It wasn't just showing up and talking about sports and drinking right. coffee. It was intentional. It was, very, yeah. it was intentional, but it was, it was genuine, yeah. right? And, and everybody that was there, as far as I could tell, and we heard the word taught and applied the leadership in the home and took other classes like budgeting to make sure we were being good stewards in, in every aspect. So what you're what you're describing for me sounds like, uh, and I've I've heard this recently, uh, not a church with a counseling center, but the church as as a counseling center, right? The, there's a culture of care there at Faith. There was, and and like I said, most of it was informal, as I think is is the norm. Uh, now we did have some formal counseling. I have distinct images of sitting on Pastor Good's couch in his in his house, and him handing me Jay Adams Christ in Your Problems booklet and yes. assigning me homework. Uh, and those kinds of things too, but but most of it was just gentle admonition, exhortations, um, making sure I was being observant to the things I need to be observant to, to in my home, uh, and and just being around us, you know, just making mm -hmm. sure we weren't just showing up uh, for church and that was it. What would you say were the real turning points of change for both of you? So that's that was a question I posed to my wife. Um, and I, I knew the answer this time as well because she shared it with, with me many times as well as other people that we've, we've uh, been able to disciple ourselves. Carmen would say that, that things really started to catch on when I started taking those classes, those men of faith classes, they called them because it was faith church. And Saturday morning, so I was up at 630. I had to be there. I'm not, not that much of a morning person on my only day to sleep in, uh, given all my other responsibilities. But, you know, in her words, I was very gung-ho about it. I would come home pretty worked up and excited about what I was getting. It was very practical, but also just theologically grounded very well, just like that church has a, a reputation for. Um, ironically, she was pretty embittered about it at first because we were both full-time students. And, okay, here's something taking more time away from what was already being required by, you know, research and your professors and all the other things. But then she really noticed when I started applying that stuff in our home. She noticed the Lord working through me in that area, she would say, and that created a desire for her to pursue what she saw. 
She saw that as a result of the teaching. She put those two together and wanted more of it herself. Um, and Carmen would say it didn't just transform our marriage. It could have saved it in her perspective in terms of the path that she thought she was on. And not just that, it made it sing in so many ways. I mean, we're, we're so grateful. We began to see our relationship in light of pleasing God rather than just pleasing ourselves or fulfilling our own dreams and desires. And our bent shifted basically from eyes off Tim to eyes on Jesus, eyes off Carmen, eyes on Jesus, from selfish goals to worship goals, uh, and, and from using others to loving others. And just just completely reoriented us in terms of what it meant to love one another. And, and of course, the Holy Spirit works through the Scriptures. So what did it for us was being saturated in the ministry of the Word at that church. Um, the culture was there, in, including the leadership. Everyone was engaged in regular, normal leadership and it ha- it, discipleship. And that has to begin with the leadership. They have to be part of it as they equip the saints to do that as well. And uh, in a healthy church, that's what you should see. And, and you know, instruction is necessary, but it's, it's not enough. We have to observe it. We have to be shown how to apply it and held accountable to apply it. So um, that, that, that's really what began it. And I'm thankful for that because it kind of happened sort of a year in. We were up there for a little over two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we moved away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. so how many years now has it been that you guys have been married? So we've been married 28 years. 28 and, years. Yep. So uh, as a result of, uh, and for a relatively short amount of time, uh, you, you being introduced to biblical counseling early in your marriage, uh, what does your marriage look like now that, uh, as compared to what it was then? We're still growing, Sam, but I mean, the, the thing you know, that got lit in our hearts is it, it was so impactful to us and not lost on us. When we moved back down to Huntsville, for the, and we've been in Huntsville now for 26 years, we wanted to extend what we had been given to other young married couples, and that became a fire in our belly for a while. I mean, that's, that's the normal flow of discipleship, right? You got, the Lord blesses you in certain ways, and you want to comfort others with the comfort by which you've been comforted and extend and bend that grace out. And so we found ourselves in different places ministering and teaching Sunday schools, and, and they, the churches I was in at the time let me use the material that Faith let me bring. I brought down this will date me some, you know, a whole stack of three and a half inch floppies. Remember those things? Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you, yeah, it's it's what you used to put data on. So, oh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, little magnetic things, but uh, uh, you know, just tons of teaching material mm. and and uh, you know, wanting to help other hurting couples. And of course, um, you know, they began to take what we had to say, you know, as as real, and started coming to us with their problems, and that drove me to want to become certified and become better trained because I wanted to shepherd better. So and we're still growing. We're still working through issues as they surface. We're still working through issues of impatience and discouragements and various manifestations of pride. And But we can definitely trace the beginning back to obviously to when the Lord saved us. But that big inflection point in the growth curve, uh, we can trace back to the impact of biblical counseling at Faith Church, really. What an amazing testimony because it speaks to so many different things. Um, I, so many t- so many times in your testimony, you mentioned the practicalities of theology, and that's lost sometimes in ministry. We don't we 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 it's important and um, essential that we think about and consider the truths of the faith, the truths of the gospel. But with this, all of these things are to be lived out and experienced in our lives. Like God calls us to that. So uh, I, I'll say on behalf of our listeners, thank you so much for sharing this testimony, uh, and and thank Carmen too, uh, who I'm sure is listening now. But uh, uh, thank it's just amazing to see uh, the transformation that biblical counseling brought had a big hand in your marriage. So it's it's been a blessing to all of us again. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Now, I know that this has been an encouraging time for you to sit and to listen how important the scriptures are in encouraging, confronting, convicting as it relates to marriage. And the Lord uses churches to minister that faithful word. Just like Tim talked about at Faith Church in Lafayette, Indiana, what a great ministry and history that they have as a church that spreads a culture of care. The way in which they minister is is exemplary. So grateful for that. And we have 75 or so training centers spread across the U.S. just like Faith. And I want to encourage you to, um, if you're having trouble in your marriage, find one of these training centers where you can receive biblical counseling. And I want to promote to you who are in churches and you, you hear the power of the word being ministered in this way and how it affects the trajectory of people's lives. Um, I want to encourage you in your churches, maybe you want to become a training center, uh, and you can contact Dr. Sam Stevens, uh, who is our Director of Training Center Certification, to find out more and inquire about how you and your church can start a counseling ministry and how you could, too, become an ACBC training center. And you can find out his information at biblicalcounseling.com.